Jesus is the anointed one who has anointing from the Father. When we surrender our lives to Christ, that same anointing lives in us. We often go about our daily lives and never give thought to that anointing and its power. We hope your eyes are open and you come to a new revelation of your personal anointing as you join us in the message entitled, The Anointing. You set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. The eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Because you've got to understand, every single person in there knew exactly what and who this prophecy is talking about. They have heard it all their life. This is our prophet Isaiah, and he is prophesying the coming of the Anointed One, the Messiah. And here is Joseph's son coming back to his home church and finding that and reading it. And they're all fixed on him. Verse 21, it says, And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your eyes. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? Now I want you to get this. He's been in this church his whole life. Running out in the parking lot. Playing tag with the boys. You know, kick the can or kick the, I don't know, the jug. Whatever they did, played games they played. Some kid falls, skins his knees. He didn't heal him. There were sick people all around him. When he would walk through, there wasn't any demons cried out, said, Who art thou, thou son of David, if you come before our time? None of that happened for 30 years of his life. But now he's back with them and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. When did he anoint him? On the bank of the Jordan River. And his ministry began, all of his miracles began at that point on. Because the anointing has come upon him. He said, he has anointed me for what reason? To preach the gospel. Well, what is the gospel? It's the good news. Well, what is the good news? The good news is that the anointed one and his anointing is here. That's the good news. See, we need to understand the anointed one and his anointing is here right now, today. It's in you. It's in me. And we don't, we, we don't get this, I don't think. We don't understand it. I haven't. I'm beginning to get it. Something has changed in this boy because they're like, what? He says he's the... Isn't that Joseph's boy? Hey, Molly, you know what I heard down at the church today? What? Joseph's boy said he was the anointed one. Read it right out of Isaiah. Isn't he the one that put the door, that door? He made that door, didn't he? Yeah, he fixed the table leg on the table. He's the anointed one. That's what he said. People are going to look at you the same way. Are you hearing me? Amen. When you say, I have the anointing of God on my life. Because the anointed one dwells in me and his anointing is upon me and that's true that's what happened with Peter that's what he was telling them in the house of Cornelius 
how God anointed him with the Holy Ghost in power. And he went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil because God was with him to do those things. And while he preached that, the, 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 the power of God was poured out. Philip is in, the, in Samaria and he's preaching Christ to them. He said, well, what's the significance of that? You see, the Hebrew word Messiah, everybody say Messiah. And the Greek word Christ both mean the anointed. The anointed. Try doing this. When you read the Bible and you see the word Christ, in place of it say the anointed and his anointing. And just read it like that. Brother, it'll shed a whole new light on what the Scripture is saying. The anointed one and his anointing. The word Christian actually means more than just followers of Christ. It means the anointed ones. They were first called Christians in Antioch. What are they saying? They are the anointed ones. Why? Because Peter's going around and raising people from the dead. He's walking down the street and they're bringing the sick to lay them on the side of the road so that perhaps maybe his shadow will fall on them. Whole towns are getting saved. They're, they're preaching Christ and demons are crying out. People are being delivered. What is happening? The anointing is on them. And they started calling them Christians or the anointed ones. We've lost this in the church. We have, folks. We've lost this in the church. But God wants us to know something today. The anointed one is here. That's the good news. His anointing is here. And it's in you and it's in me to do things that flesh cannot do. It's on us to do what flesh cannot do. How do I know these things? Have you found your place in 1 John? I'm almost done. Are you still with me? Are you getting anything out of this? First John chapter two verse eighteen. He's talking to First John, Second John, Third John are all addressed to the children of God. He calls them little children or children of God. That would be us, Amen. Amen. Verse twenty it says, "But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it." I'm reading from the New King James Version. And that no lie is in the truth. Verse 22, who is a liar? But he who denies that the anointed one and his anointing is the anointed one with his anointing. The anointed one with his anointing? Oh, not, not, no, he that denies it. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the anointed one with his anointing. Verse 23, Whoever, whosoever denies the anointed one with his anointing does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the anointed one with his anointing has the Father also. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. Let what abide in you? The anointing. For what you heard from the beginning abides in you. You also will abide in the anointed one with his anointing and in, in the Father. Verse 25. And this is the promise that the anointed one with his anointing has promised us eternal life. 
Verse 26, these things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true, it is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in the anointed one and his anointing. Verse 28, and now, little children, abide in the anointed one with his anointing. That when the anointed one with his anointing appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before the anointed one. And his anointed at his appearing, his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of the anointed one with his anointed. When we look at all of those people in the beginning of the church and what happened in their life, why Peter would deny him at one time and be willing to be beaten, go to prison, be crucified upside down. When they went to kill him, he said, don't crucify me like my master. I am not worthy to be crucified the same way. Turn me upside down. What happened to him? The anointing came on him. The anointing will cause you not to give up, not to back up, and not to shut up. But instead, you will stand up and speak up. Amen? Amen. Because when the anointing comes on you, it changes you. It does something in you. And that is what happened to all these people. Because if Christ abides in you, then the anointing is in you. And He anoints you to do what He has called you to do, no matter how small it is or no matter how great it is. The anointing is in you to do it. When the Apostle Paul uh, pointed this out about the anointing, he, that's why he said, I can do all things through the anointed one and His anointing who strengthens me. It's the anointing of God. That's why I will not back up, give up, or shut up. That same Spirit, it's in us. The Anointed One, it's in us. Acts 2, he said this. They're out there, and here's all these people from all over the world. And they're up there, the disciples are up there, these people that were scared to death, they've been hiding out for 50 days. They weren't up in the upper room just to pray, they were hiding. Afraid the Romans are going to come and get them. Crucify them, they're hiding out, and all of a sudden... Boom! The Holy Ghost hits. And now they're out there and they're preaching. We don't know what they're preaching. They're preaching. I don't know if they were speaking in their language and the people heard it in their own. I don't know if they were speaking the native language that the people spoke that was gathered there. I don't know if they were speaking in the heavenly language in the translation. Nobody knows. All I know is they were standing there preaching. And everybody's up there is like, wait a minute. Aren't they Jews? How is it that I understand what they're saying in my language? Man, they have been hitting the wine. They're all drunk. That's what they said. They're all drunk. Peter stands up and says, These men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the last days I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Old men shall dream dreams. Young men shall see visions. And upon my handmaidens in those days I will pour out my Spirit. And they will prophesy. The anointing came on them, and they prophesied. So whatever you ask, the Bible says He'll give it to you. He'll give you the power. 
But listen to me. It's not just because the anointing's on you doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's a fight. And you've got to fight to the end. But let me tell you something. If you sit down and do nothing, then that's exactly what will happen. If you sit down and do nothing, nothing will happen. But if we stand up and speak up, amen, something will happen. We saw it happen with them, and it will happen with us because the Spirit is upon us. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet if you would, please. Everybody say, I'm anointed because the anointed one dwells in me. And His anointing is on me. I am anointed and have the anointing. Amen. That's true. Do you believe that? I have the anointing. The anointing is on us. I didn't say it. He said it. First John 2. I want you to go home and study that. He said the anointing is in you. And you know all things. You don't need somebody to teach you. The anointing is in here to teach you. It's in you. It's on you. Because the anointed one is in you. Amen. To empower your flesh to do what flesh cannot do. You only need to add one thing to it. Belief. Because if you don't believe it, the anointed one, with all of his anointed, went to a town. And he said, you know what? I couldn't do a thing in that town. I prayed for a couple of headaches. That was it. A place called Capernaum. He said he could do no mighty works there because of their unbelief. Shut the anointing right down. Doubt and disbelief. It will shut the anointing right down. We have to apply faith to what His Word says. I believe the anointed one is here. I believe that is the good news. The anointed one has come. And His anointing has come. And it is in me. And it is on me. I believe that because he said it's true. And he is not a man that he might lie. Amen? Amen. Bow your head if you would, please. Jesus, make this such a revelation to us, God. Let the lights go off in our spirit to see this, God. Father, somehow this is being lost in the church today. God, help us to not be like the Sanhedrin that just went through the motions, Lord, but there was no anointing, God. Jesus, you looked at them and you said, you are of your father, the devil. And his work you will do. God, help us not to do what they did, Lord. They had all of the scriptures. They had everything that they needed to learn about you. They should have recognized you when you came. But they didn't know who you were even when you stood and proclaimed yourself. Even when it was followed with signs and wonders, they didn't know you, Lord. God, help us today not to stand in the same place that you come in and your anointing comes in and we stand there knowing all the truths, knowing all the Scriptures, and like the Pharisees, we don't even recognize you. Help us today, God, 
take the scales from off of our eyes, O Lord, that we may see and know the truth. God, let the anointing in us teach us, God. Just as you said in 1 John, it would do. It will teach us. That means we don't know it yet. It is something that must be taught to us. Teach us, Lord. Teach us about the anointing, God. Father, when we feel prompted by Your Spirit, help us to have the boldness like they did in the first church to step up and speak, God. To stand up and speak up. I'm here today to tell you that it works. I have seen it work. I was at an event one time that we put on, the church put it on, and this girl fell out on the floor and started manifesting a demonic spirit. Somebody came and got me and said, Pastor, you better get out here. And I came out and this girl is contorted and convulsing. I didn't know she was having a seizure. I didn't know what was going on exactly. And so I knelt down beside of her and her eyes were glaring at me and they were blood red. And if she had the physical ability, I believe she would have just ripped my jugular vein out. There was such hate and rage in her eyes. It was just... It didn't take a great deal of discernment to realize this is spiritual. And it's an ugly thing. And I said, Lord, the last thing we need is this to happen. Because this is right in the middle of the county and we would already had a reputation. How many of you know people talk about you if you come to this church? I'm like, Lord, we don't need this. God, what am I dealing with here? And I just knelt down quietly. You don't have to make a big boisterous thing out of it. I very quietly said, God, what is this? And he says, it's a tormenting spirit that's tormented this child from her, from her childhood. And I got my mouth down close to her ear so nobody, her aunt was holding her. I got my, right down, because that's the way I pray for people sometimes. I'll get up close so they're the only ones that can hear me. I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind you and I break your power. I demand, command you in Jesus' name, you tormenting spirit, loose this girl right now. And just like that, I'm telling you, just like that, she laid back and relaxed in her aunt's arms. Her countenance changed. Her fingers were like this and they just relaxed. I've seen it work. And it wasn't because Pastor B is a super powerhouse of the band. Well, praise God, I'm on my deliverance ministry. Hallelujah. Bring them in. No, it was nothing like that. The anointing gives the flesh power to do what flesh cannot do. There wasn't nothing I could do there. I didn't even know what I was dealing with until the Lord quickened it to my heart. Right here at this altar one time, same thing happened. Got down started praying for this lady. And all of a sudden, she started to a little baby voice like this. And looking at me, I was like, something's not right here. You don't always know. I'm like, God, what is... This girl's weird. Because I'm natural-minded just like you. I'm like, this girl's weird, God. What is wrong with her? God said, it's spiritual. I said, look at me. She wouldn't. I said, look at me. I wasn't talking to her. Are you hearing me? I said, look at me. She would look at me and look down. I said, look at me. I said, in the name of Jesus. And she started going, and I thought she was going to throw up right here in the church. So I called Jeannie and said a couple of days, I said, I want you to take her back into the prayer room. Pray with this girl. I said, it's demonic. So they took her back. 
When you speak in the authority of His name and the anointing begins to move, it works, folks. It works. Because His Word is true. Do you believe it's true? I do. Dedicated my life to it. I want to believe it even more. God, teach us about the anointing. God, I don't want to just say, God, I need a good sermon this Sunday. Lord, I want to come in. I want to really preach. God, this is Pastor Appreciation Sunday. Lord, I want to really do a good job today. No, Lord, it's not that. God, I want to know about your anointing. I want us to know about your anointing, God. Lord, you didn't move through Peter and John and James and and Andrew and all the... God, you, you moved through Philip and through Stephen, God. Through other people, Lord. The anointing is on the body of Christ. I want us to learn about it, God. Holy Spirit of God, teach us. Teach us the anointing. May every person realize, I really am anointed. I really am anointed. To every young person, say, well, that's for people that's been in the Lord. No, no. It's for young people. It's for fathers. It's for mothers. God, help us to realize today, Lord, that some people have given up. Some people have backed up. Some people have shut up. But God, I'm not going to be one of those people. Lord, I'm going to be like the first church. I'm going to stand up, God. I'm going to speak up. And I'm not going to do it just because Daddy did it. I'm not going to do it just because Mama did it. I'm not going to do it just because my husband or wife did it. God, if Daddy don't go, I'm still going to go. If Mama doesn't go, I'm still going to go. If my husband doesn't go with me, I'm still going to go. If my wife doesn't go, I'm going to press on. If the preacher gives up, I'm still pressing on. If the church dies, I'm still going to press on because the anointing is upon me. And the anointing one is in me. Young person, don't shut up. Don't back up and don't give up. Your generation is counting on you. And you hear me now. If they go to hell, it's because you didn't tell them. Older person, you're on the job. You don't like that guy over there. You need to repent. Because if he goes to hell, it's because you didn't tell him. The devil got you to back up, give up, and shut up. Ladies, you're out and about in the marketplace, wherever you go, working, whatever you're doing. This is our generation. Great men and women of God have held the torch high to bring us to the place that we are today. We still preach the gospel in freedom here in America. But if America goes to hell, it's because we didn't tell them. Are you hearing me? And then the anointed one and his anointing was wasted on us. Now, I know that hits hard. But folks, we need to realize this. The church has lost this and we're not going to lose it. Amen? Amen. I want to get hold of this thing. Am I by myself? I want to get a hold of this thing. 
I've been praying for years. God, I want to see the sick prayed for and can heal. I mean, I, I can't see a headache. Maybe you got healed of a headache. Maybe you didn't. I want to see something that's a real deal, man. I mean, everybody knows it. God's been laying lame for 40 years. And silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, the anointing that I have, I'm giving it to you. Get up! And watch them stand up. Teach us, God. Teach us, God. We don't have it, God. I know we don't. In our understanding. I know we have it in our heart, in our being, in our spirit. But in our understanding, God. Teach us, Holy Spirit. Anointing, teach us. How many of you would join me at the altar and say, I want the anointing. I want to learn it. I want to know it. I want to walk in it. Will you make a commitment to God this morning? If you will, I'm going to ask you to stand out and jo- step out and join me right here at the front. I want the anointing on my life. I want to walk in the anointing. I want the anointed one walking in me. I don't want to lose this generation. I don't want to see my friends lost. I don't want to see my family lost. Now, they may resist what I say to them. But if they go to hell, they'll go to hell with the echo of my voice in their ear telling them about Christ, the anointed one and His anointing. It's for you. Let's just lift our hands to the Lord. God, you see us before your altar, O Lord. God, we sing a song that says, I'm desperate for you. God, make us desperate for you, Lord. Make us desperate for your anointing, God. God, give our flesh the ability to do what flesh cannot do. Not so that the glory is seen in us, but so that the glory is seen in you, God. Help us to walk humbly before You in the anointing that we have, Lord. And we give You all the glory, God. God, right now, as we stand before Your altar, Lord, we ask that You teach us about the anointing that is already in us, Lord. Pour it out, O Lord, like a mighty flood upon us right now, Jesus, I ask You. Let your anointing come, God, in great measures. And help us to see it, know it, understand it, Lord. To walk in it, Lord. Father, in the days ahead, may we hear testimonies from the people that are gathered here right now about what you have done because... The anointing was released in our life and we saw your hand at work. Over the course of the next few weeks, the microphone is going to be on and the pulpit is going to be open for anyone gathered here to give testimony of what they have seen the anointing do in their life. And I'm believing God 
that we're going to start hearing reports about what God's anointing has done. As we step up in boldness and do what God sent us here to do. To teach Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, the good news. The anointing is here. Now, Father, just like you poured out the oil on everyone and everything in the Old Testament to set them aside for holy service, you have poured that oil out in the Spirit upon each and every one of us. God, I pray for every single person here, Lord, that you endue them with the power of the Holy Spirit. God, pour out the baptism. Endue them with power, God. Endue them with power, Lord. God, even in our weakness, in our frailty, even then, most of all then, when we feel like I'm at the lowest point I've ever been, how could you use me? It is at that point God will get the most glory. Are you hearing me? The Lord says that's when I'm going to get the most glory. It may not be when you're on a spiritual high. It's when you're at the lowest point in your life. And you step up in faith and say, there's nothing in me that wants to even do this right now. But God, because you commanded me to go and preach the gospel, I'm going to tell somebody the good news. And at my lowest point, I'm going to watch your anointing work. And then I will know for sure that you did it, God, and you'll get the glory.